Hey everyone, and welcome to the Mark My Words podcast. I'm your host, Mark Lipton, and I'm sorry we don't have any music or other entertainment for you at the beginning of this. That actually is usually added on by a producer, and, and I'm actually just recording this in my house, and I'm, I'm going to put it right up uh, right from here because I do think that this is a fast-moving situation with what we are all dealing with uh, economically and health-wise, and I want to make sure to get some uh, some information out to you. So uh, a couple of things before I get into it. Uh, one is you're, you're going to have to forgive me if I make some mistakes along the way. You're going to learn today uh, that when these are done, these podcasts are done, there's often a lot of editing done to them. We pull out everything that doesn't sound right or every time I sneeze. And so if that happens today, uh, you're just going to hear it. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'll do the best that I can to control that as much as possible. Also, uh, if you go to my website, marklipptonpaint.com. You're going to find two things that were put up there for you. Uh, one is on one of the tabs, it says uh, Corona uh, virus announcements. And what that is, is I've been accumulating all the coronavirus announcements that I can find from the manufacturers that serve in our segment, the independent retailer segment. And, uh, and I've been posting them as I've been getting them. So they're putting up, they're, they're going up in time stamped order. And, uh, and some companies have put up multiples of them. Obviously, the companies that are most affected by this have, have been uh, putting out the most commun communications. And so take a look and it's, it's a nice central point where you all can go to, uh, to get the information that you need from the vendors that you're dealing with. And then the other thing that you'll notice on that same page Right on the front page when you uh, log in, not log in, excuse me, when you navigate to marklipptonpaint.com, there's a button right in front that says retailer survey. Uh, I put a survey questionnaire up. It's got, I don't know, nine or 10 questions. It should take less than 90 seconds to fill out. That data I can share with manufacturers and it's really going to start giving us an idea of what manufacturers have to do to help the independent retailers that are affected by uh, the coronavirus outbreak and uh and and what they need to do and what they want to consider doing to help us get back on their feet and so uh we'll we'll move on from from there uh but please make sure to get to that site and and fill that out if you can and so i want to talk a little bit about crisis management unfortunately i i do have some experience in this area and uh, there's certain steps that you want to take in every crisis, no matter what. And the corona outbreak uh, is no different. This is a crisis. And so step one, always in every crisis is the same. Are you in a place of safety? And so if you do not have personal safety and the safety of your family addressed, uh, you, you need to take care of that first. That's the biggest risk. Uh, that we will be dealing with no matter how uh, grim or desperate the economic outlook may seem at this moment. Uh, you always have, your, have to make all decisions through a, a safety first prism. So please make sure that you guys are safe. Please make sure that you guys are healthy. Please stay home unless you have absolutely no uh, uh, choice in the matter. Please honor all the suggestions that we're getting on social distancing. Please wash your hands often so that you can stay healthy and so that we can also stay healthy. Uh, uh, we, the most important thing right now from everything that we are all reading, uh, the most important thing right now, obviously, is that we not spread the virus. We're all, uh, all of us listening now, we're all probably very few of us are, are in the age range or the health range 
uh, where we are severely at risk. And so the most important thing is that we do this for our parents, we do this for our elders, and we do this for anybody in our lives and in the lives of the people around us that we care about that are not as healthy as us, that are really at risk right now. And so please stay in if you don't have to uh, go out and, and please make sure to be as safe as possible and, and recognize appropriate social distances. And so uh, before we get going, I, I just want to mention uh, very quickly, uh, uh, my family, we're, we're a little spread out right now. Uh, my daughter, Miranda, you, you all know her as Buckwheat. She's in Columbus, Ohio. She's about three days into uh, quarantine there. Uh, my fiance, Guy, and I, we're here in Stamford, Connecticut in our home. We're about four or five days into a, a quarantine, and Guy's sons are, are both in their respective apartments in the city. Uh, that's uh, Chris and Michael, and, and everybody's safe, I'm happy to say, and my parents and, and Guy's parents are, are all very safe. We're staying away from the old people at the moment, uh, but everybody is safe, and I'm, so I'm happy to say that, that at least for us, uh, we've taken care of that first priority is making sure that first and foremost, we're safe. And so the next thing after you're safe, uh, I want to talk a little bit about our businesses and, and if our businesses are going to survive, we must have a plan. And I say our businesses, and of course, what I really mean is yours. Uh, many of you know me and you know I, I sold my stores in October and I, I am struggling a little bit with some survivor's guilt and uh, also feelings of good fortune at the same time. Uh, and and so uh, uh, this, is, but I do know, obviously, because I still see myself as a, as a paint retailer, uh, it's only been a few months, this is going to be a very tough time to, uh, to own a small business. Uh, this is going to affect all of us. It, even though I've sold my stores, this will affect me dramatically. Uh, I get a lot of my income from another small business that I own, a, a small building that I own. And, and my income from that will, will drop at least 50%. And so uh, I, I suspect that these are going to be very hard times for everybody. But it's only money and, and I'm safe and well fed and so are my loved ones. And so uh, anyway, let's move on to the actual work, the, the actual information that I want to get in your hands today. And that's response to a crisis. And, and so we talked a little bit about response to a crisis. Step one, make yourself stay safe. And, and we talked about that. We can move on. Step number two, I started to write about in my blog last week. You need to take an assessment of your current circumstances. You need to look around you and see what you have as assets and what liabilities you have that you need to be dealing with. Uh, so assets are how much money you have on hand. If you're still operating, if your stores are open uh, and you have paint that's selling, well, then that's an asset as well. But I would, I would encourage you not to overvalue that asset because in this environment, it is certainly possible with circumstances changing as quickly as they are, it is certainly possible uh, that, that you will not be able to stay open uh, uh, forever, you will have an interruption in your uh, in your schedule, and that obviously will mean zero revenue for that time. So, for the purposes of this conversation, when I say uh, assets, I'm I'm really talking for the time being how much money you have on hand. And so, be be realistic in those assessments, and and be careful not to count your inventory as as uh, as too valuable. And so, the first question uh, that we want to tackle is. Can and should, if the laws allow and safety allows in your areas, can and should you stay open at this time? And if you are deciding to stay open at this time, how can you adjust your operations so that you can find a way to do that profitably if that's possible? 
And so the way you want to do that is no different than you would calculate any other uh, sort of break-even calculation that you would make you would do the exact same thing, only maybe try to do it upside down. Try to make some sort of estimate on what you think your sales are likely to be, right? And so if your sales going into uh, this this outbreak were, you know, $3,000 a day, it's it's fair to say that that if you remain open, your sales are going to be significantly lower than that probably less than half, possibly even lower than that. And so if you have any number that you can work with, that you have some experience with, if you've been open the last few days, but much of your town has been affected and you're still doing $1,000 a day or you're still doing $1,500 or $2,000 a day, whatever is your number, if that's your new number, you can use that and then turn it upside down, figure out uh, how much you're making off of the sales you have, and then that's your new break even. And so that becomes our target, right? And so if you do that calculation and you find that you're making every day and it doesn't matter, this math works whether you have one store or whether you have 100 stores, if you take a look at your operation and you still find that you're making a dollar a day, then you have to make sure, if, if you still find that you're making, excuse me, a dollar in profit a day, then you have to make sure that your expenses are not in excess of that dollar or you are going to be in very bad shape. And so there are a lot of things that you can do to get your expenses down to that, uh, uh, to equal the amount that you're still bringing in on a regular basis. And and so we talked about some of that uh, in my blog this past week. Obviously, you can cut your pay, you can cut your staff, and you can cut other overhead as well. Uh, and and see where that leaves you. But what I would tell you is this is a really good opportunity and crisis is always a good opportunity to really practice being bold because you are not going to survive this and we as a channel are not going to survive this if we don't take the bold steps that are necessary to resize our positions because you may not find out that you didn't cut enough until it's too late. And so you want to be really careful with that. And so one of the things, like I said, you can uh, you can look at is is cutting your own pay. And if, if it's possible for you to do that, uh, please do that. You want to make sure that you're still bringing in enough or taking out enough, I should say, uh, to keep your family safe and keep your family fed and to have a little set aside for contingencies. But if your stores were doing well and you were taking a very generous paycheck, good for you. I'm, I'm glad for you, but it's it's time to be a little bit more uh, realistic with uh, uh, with how you spend your money, right? And so the uh, after you look at your own pay, unfortunately, you have to do the really, really difficult work of, of looking at the pay of the staff that you have there. And, and that, that really sucks. I've, I've been through that once before uh, when the economy collapsed in, in 2009, in October of 2009. Uh, we were probably doing $300,000 a month at the time. And, and by the end of of that first month, by the end of a month uh, from October to November, we were we were literally cut in half. And we had 13 or 14 people working for us at the time. And, and I just didn't have the business, nor did I have the checkbook balance to support that many employees anymore. And I had to make some really difficult decisions and I, I don't envy you. This is a really crappy place to be. And I'm, I'm really sorry that, that we're all in this boat, but I, I will say this, that it should be a little bit more comfortable uh, this time knowing 
versus in 2009, the disaster is on such an enormous scale uh, and scope at this point that the federal government will be stepping in and will be helping uh, people who lose their jobs because of this pandemic. And, and so be as generous as you can, of course. And if you're one of the fortunate people in this country that that uh, you know, was in a very good financial position, uh, then please, you know, I, I would I would hope that you would make special efforts to uh, be as generous you, as you can. And this is a really good place to be that generous is with your employees. But in the end, we're trying to keep your businesses afloat and we're trying to get them to the other side of this tidal wave. And the only way to do that is to make sure that you survive. And so once you've done that hard work, then you, then you can start digging into some of the uh, other details of your finances. We all have rent that we owe. We all have debts that we pay. We all have uh, uh, car loans and machine equipment loans and all of those things that were all uh, based, that were all purchased and signed for when we were doing, you know, uh, $5,000 a day. And now, boom, you know, two weeks into this coronavirus and the next thing you know, you're doing $1,500 or $2,000 a day. And so all of that is going to have to be resized, right? It is, you will not be able to make that math fit unless you happen to have a, a tremendous amount of cash sitting on the sidelines. And so the thing to do is to uh, resize exactly what you have and prioritize those payments, right? And so money that you owe banks, money that you owe vendors, uh, you're no longer going to be able to make those expected payments. And so you need to uh, get that uh, uh, lined up right in your head and start prioritizing. So I said before, uh, your first priority is your family. Do you have enough money to ride this out? Do you have some cash in the bank that you can keep your family fed, that you can keep your family warm, that you can keep your car payment and your health insurance and your shelter? Keep all of that in place. And if you do then good, we're going to keep moving on. And, and, and if you don't, then you want to be very careful spending any money on getting your business going again or keeping your business going because that puts your family at risk. And so if you want to do that, if you want to stick your neck out like that, I'm, I'm okay with that. But you may want to think about having a backup plan then because you will you will be at risk at that point because all of our businesses are, are really struggling right now. And so actually, I'm going to take a break. This is something you would not normally hear when you uh, uh, when you uh, listen to one of my previous podcasts, but I'm just going to take a break and grab some water here. Hang on. We still have water here in Stanford, Connecticut. It still runs from the fountain, but nonetheless, Guy feels really good about the 10 cases of it we have in our garage as well. And so, uh, like I said, just be careful about spending any money uh, back into your business. It may not be a good time. Uh, uh, to be doing that. And then uh, uh, from there, we want to talk about uh, some of the other vendors. And, and what I would say is uh, you want to prioritize. Go through your cash disbursements journal. If you're a small retailer, go through your, your uh, checkbook journal and just see where all your money has been spent. If you look at your uh, cash disbursements journal over the last 90 days, that will tell you everything you need to know. And for starters, Go through that and turn off everything that can be turned off. If, if you have uh, a marketing program that you feel like is maybe a good long-term strategy for you, this is not the time to be doing that. 
If you're doing other things in your business that you feel like are uh, uh, extra to the to the core processes that you're running, you can turn all of those off right now. There's a lot of things that a lot of us were running through our businesses. You can turn all of that off right now because they're not only are they not helping you in this environment, these are all things that you don't need uh, in this environment, but in addition to that, they're, they're really hurting you. So cut out every single piece of fat that you can possibly find. And, and you should be looking at things as, as big as an extra car payment if you have, if there's a way to get out from that, which now you're making fewer deliveries. Is there a way to, uh, to get a piece of equipment off of your books? Uh, right down to, you know, I've got this service that I buy for $10 a month that handles all my inbound faxes so that they come to my email address. Well, you know what? A fax machine is still working, so maybe you can turn that off. And I would cut everything because those are painless relatively. And if you cut the relatively painless items first, you may not have to cut uh, quite as deep when you do some other cuts. And so now I, I want to spend a little time on on sort of where you're at. So you a lot of uh, independent re paint retailers, a lot of small businesses just in general, they have a tendency to uh, uh, pay their bills in uh pay their January bills with money that's coming in from February sales. And, and that's pretty normal at, at times during my career. Uh, I was I was able to get out of that cycle and, and have some money in the bank. I always like to have two months operating capital in the bank. But there were times when when I wasn't able to do that. And so if this catches you at a time when uh, your your bills are, are very big, you don't have a lot of cash on hand. Your bills are big because you were busy last month and this month you're about to be collapsed. You're, you're, you've, your sales have collapsed. You're not going to be able to make those payments. And so let's talk about how we want to prioritize those. Uh, obviously, you want to uh, make sure that you prioritize in such a way to maintain the relationships and keep the business afloat, right? And so the first things I would do is, is uh, start with my small local vendors, and I would try to keep them paid. And if I'm not able to pay them in full, I would try to get an idea of what percentage of my circumstances I'm able to, uh, what percentage of my current debt, uh, stuff that's due today, tomorrow, the next day, uh, what percentage of that am I likely to be able to pay? And if the number is 50%, then call your smaller vendors and, and tell them exactly what you're able to do. And I'm, I, and I'm suggesting that you uh, start with the smaller vendors because they're the ones who are in a more similar situation uh, to what you are. They're probably local businesses, or even if they're not necessarily local to you, they're smaller businesses, family-owned businesses, and, and they need the same help right now that, that, that you and the rest of the industry needs. And so if there's a way to pay them, I would prioritize them first. That's not the way you have to do it, but that's the way I would suggest to do it. And then the next priority would be our large corporate vendors. And, and here, don't, don't sweat it if you can't pay them in full. You want to pay what you can and you want to continue to operate and 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 you want to but you, you don't want to overpay them you don't want to give them a hundred percent of of what's outstanding if that hundred percent cuts into your ability uh to take care of your family to take care of the circumstances immediately right around you and so if you were to find yourself with a with a large bill to one of your larger vendors, if that if that vendor is owned by a, a large uh, international or or just a large national firm, and 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 you have a good relationship with them, this is a very good time to pick up the phone 
and explain to them exactly what you're thinking and work out some sort of arrangement. They are all going to be coming to us in the coming weeks and months as this thing unwinds. They're all going to be coming to us with arrangements. Nobody will be cutting you off uh, at this circumstance, at this time. I, I, Not that I can conceive of. This is such a a desperate situation for the entire United States that I don't see anybody uh, uh, cutting you off uh, because you're not able to make a, a, a payment that might have been due. Certainly, they're not going to do it for, you know, being a little bit late. And so reach out to them, talk to them, work out something, explain your situation. And then after that, after that comes the banks and the others like them, the insurance companies, utilities and the like. And so that's a really good opportunity to push some debt off. And don't misunderstand me. I am I'm not suggesting that we be irresponsible with our use of debt at this time. Uh, I was always I always tried to be a responsible business owner. I always tried to take care of all of my debts. But if if I was not able to listen, the 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 banks have all the money, the insurance companies have all the money, and the government is going to make sure right now that that they are willing to wait. So it's a good idea to call them. It's a good idea to talk to them, and it's a good idea to tell them what's what's your what your thinking is. But but this would not be the time to be making bank loans or or mortgage payments or anything like that. Uh, you can avoid that just with a phone call, and I suggest that you do that. They have deep pockets, and 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 you're safest from them. You don't really need them to function. Uh, and so it's okay if that account, you know, gets to be a little later uh, than some of the other ones. Uh, you know, your paint vendors and these other uh, vendors that we talked about earlier, the small local vendors that a lot of us uh, deal with, they're, they're all really critical to your operations. And so you want to make sure to maintain your relationships with them first. But uh, no matter what, no matter who you can pay or cannot pay, no, no matter what, call them and explain the situation and it will make a difference and they will be willing to uh, work with you and help you resolve some of the, these problems. They all read the paper and they're all waiting for your phone call. And so you can just pick up the phone and, and start with your local reps if you're talking about vendors or start with their 800 numbers if you're talking about uh, accounts that you have with banks or other insurance companies. Pick up the phone, explain the situation. And I think that many of these companies will be making allowances, particularly the, the paint manufacturers will be making allowances because they want us to survive. They want you to survive individually. And because that allows us to survive as a group, as a channel. And so uh, once we get some of those things uh, taken care of and in order, we can have another conversation uh, about some of our next steps in the coming weeks. Uh, but for now, that's where you want to start. And, and again, I want to reiterate, this is a really great opportunity to be bold. You, you want to make sure as hard as it is personally, as hard as this is emotionally, and I know we're all dealing uh, uh, with this as both a business and an emotional, uh, personal uh, uh, sort of crisis. I know here at home, a uh, guy is still uh, uh, crying occasionally when, when she thinks about what, what's happened in our lives. And so this is a, a very, very big deal. It's not going to go away soon. And so we're going to be talking about this for a while. So get some of this in order in your head and then we can have a, uh, another chat about some next steps after that. But this is also a good opportunity while you're taking some short term, very bold steps. This is a good opportunity to start making notes about what your new long term plan looks like. 
If you didn't have a long-term plan before, anybody who's been reading me for years, who, by the way, I'm really grateful to you guys reading and following along. Uh, anybody who's been reading me for years knows I'm a big fan of having plans in place, whether they be an emergency crisis plan uh, or just a long-term plan. I'm a big fan of writing it down and seeing it in front of me. If you've done that previously and have a long-term plan, you're going to need to address that, right? The long-term plan you have no longer applies. At the very least, at the very least, we are all going to have a rather lengthy, you know, three to six month sort of blank in our, uh, in our business timeline. But, but probably we're all, uh, we should all be considering the fact that more than likely we're all resized at this point. And, and just the economy is, is of a different size than it used to be even just two weeks ago. And so it's a really good time to take a look at your long-term plan and, and resize and adjust it. If you don't have a long-term plan, then listen, it's time to make a long-term plan because you're not going to come out of this without a good short and a good long-term plan. And so uh, that's it for today. But just a reminder, please stay safe. Uh, keep the people that we love the most and are most at risk uh, safe and, and don't be a spreader. Wash your hands. Stay home if you can. And thank you very much for listening. And uh, I'm Mark Lipton, and this is the Mark My Words podcast.